it will come as no surprise to many of you that war imagery generally does not speak to me as a metaphor for faith, God, the gospel, or the kingdom of heaven. I am not an onward Christian soldiers kind of girl. Personally, I am not a proponent of war here on earth, and I pray that war is made rarely and only as a very, very last resort. War is costly. I have a hard time working it into my own theology and understanding of a loving God who wants all good things for us. I say this on this particular day with a profound respect for our veterans. There are many in my family, grandfathers, fathers, brothers, who offered their very lives to keep safe those things they cherished and believed in deeply. And I know that those in my family who served would, to a man, happily welcome a day when it is no longer necessary for young men and young women to make such a brave and terrifying offering. And so it is for them and for my own children that I pray a hopeful, though perhaps futile, prayer for a permanent end of war as part of the human condition. Having said all that, imagine my own surprise when the piece of today's readings that most thoroughly grabbed my imagination was this line from 1 Thessalonians. Let us put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. The Holy Spirit apparently has a good sense of humor. The breastplate and the helmet are, as you can imagine, pieces of body armor used to protect the most important and perhaps the most vulnerable parts of our bodies, the head and the torso. Soldiers would have worn these in battle to be shielded from the onslaught of whatever was coming toward them arrows, swords, clubs, fire. They protected the soldier through some dark and horrific circumstances. They helped him get his own work done. They kept him strong. So how wonderful then to have a breastplate of faith and love, a helmet of hope of salvation, protected by those things that are when nurtured stronger than just about any other power in the kingdom, stronger than evil, stronger certainly than death. These are the armor of God. And armor of this sort is not only for protection against whatever dark and horrifying thing might happen to the body, but the armor of faith and love and salvation, when worn properly, can give us the confidence to get our work done, knowing that we are so covered. This breastplate and helmet, of course, are not something out of Harry Potter. They're not super-powered or supercharged so that life will not touch us. We are not suddenly made of Kevlar, impervious to all that is whirling around us. We are still mortal. We are still human. We can still be hurt and broken. We can be hurt because we love 
because we invest ourselves and each other and because we make mistakes. But this armor of faith and love and salvation and hope reminds us that even when we are broken, we are beloved. That even when we are weak, we are held in the arms of a God who weeps with us. Our faith, our love, our hope, and our salvation reminds us that our wounds will heal. We will be scarred, but we will see wholeness again. So where do we find this breastplate and this helmet? Look around. Here it is, friends. This is it. These are the ones that will stand up at your child's baptism. These are the ones who will call when you are missed, who will save your church, your seat here in church. These are the ones who will serve coffee at your mother's funeral. These are the ones who will read the 23rd Psalm at your funeral. These all around you are the ones who will teach you how to read the gospel and how to live the gospel and how to be the gospel. And as you are looking around at the people who will be this for you, please note, others are looking back at you. That is what the Christian community is about. We are the breastplate and the helmet. We are the keepers of faith and hope and love and salvation, one for another. Church is not a consumer culture. It is a community, and a community where sometimes we put in many more resources than we see in instant results. What do you think Mary Jane Peters would think of the results of her donation back in 1903 of a few acres of land? on North Avenue to build a Sunday school and a chapel for some local children. We have far exceeded any dream she may have had when practicing her own generosity. And we are bound to continue to build the kingdom in this way, as it is through the kingdom that we are protected and strengthened and made to stand when we are weak, moved to serve when we are strong. But it only works if you show up. Perhaps no one understands this quite like our veterans, who depend on one another, depended on one another for survival in some of the most inhuman conditions, and who relied on one another for protection and for strength. It was community of the most intense and rigorous kind. It is from God that we draw what we need to survive. God will always be with us. God will always love us. But it is through others that God is made manifest. It is through the arms of others that we are comforted by God. It is through the hands of others that we are fed by God. It is through the words of others that we know we are loved by God. It is through others that we know that our soft, breakable, beating hearts are protected by that breastplate of faith and love. And it is through others that our healthy thinking, 
challenging minds are given permission to concentrate on that which is of ultimate worth by the helmet of salvation. And it is through each of us that others know that. No one is exempt. Everyone is necessary. We can't do this alone. It is not necessary for us to bear the trials and perils of this life solo. And it is selfish to keep the joys and the celebrations to ourselves. Therefore, as Paul exhorts, encourage one another and build up each other, as indeed you are doing. Amen.